Welcome to the Now Network Podcast, where Mashaka T. McKenzie is the host. Learning to love yourself is learning to love the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have to do better in taking care of ourselves, our mind, our body, and our souls. I know that we are used to sacrificing our bodies for the good of those around, around us, which is a very noble thing. But you can't be any good to those around you if you aren't healthy. If you hadn't forgiven yourself for those things you did in your past. Learning to love yourself is very important. And I pray today that you will challenge yourself to love all of you. And the, the parts of you that you don't love, I hope that you start writing it down and start challenging yourself to change those behaviors. Yeah, finally connected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you doing during this quarantine time? Oh wow. Um, it, it's been um, it, it's been some trials. You know, um, I work in long term care. Uh, I've been working in long term care for about a good twenty two years. Wow. Uh, actually, and right now our facility is actually on quarantine. Uh, we had a few patients that were actually sick. And uh, have actually uh, went out to the hospital. We have some employees, short of staff. So we're re- really working hard, you know. Um, we're considered essential and we're on the front lines. Wow, wow. So how are you taking care of yourself in the midst of this? Um, you know what? I- I'm taking care of myself pretty well uh, right now. I just got finished making me some ginger uh, tea. Um, you know, uh, the ginger root pretty much I have brought. So I'm taking... Uh, drinking that right now and just trying to keep myself up um, so I can actually be healthy while I'm working with patients at the same time. Wow. Uh, I hope you stay safe and healthy in this time because because we don't know enough about it to know how you're going to get it and stuff. So, But I hope you can take care of your patients and take care of yourself at the same time. Yes, amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I'm glad we're able to team up together and try to have some great conversations. Uh, mm. let, me t- let me tell you, the reason why I really wanted to do this with you was your posts, your um, your flyers and stuff you were putting on your Instagram. And I'm like, but what if this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. I want, I want to know his perspective. Why did he put that? And so I kept asking myself that over and over and over. I'm like, let's just have a conversation uh, and just uh-huh. hash it out. So that's why mm-hmm. I, I reached out to you to see if you was wanting to do a, a co-podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I'm very intrigued uh, about you as well because it's, it, it's so uh, remarkable because for a whole year, uh, you had a YouTube channel. I believe you still have it. Mm-hmm. And I was watching your YouTube channel but I did not know that it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Until wow. like, what, two or three weeks ago when I told you about it? Right. I said, wait a minute. I did not connect the face or your page. You know, I did not make any connection to it. Wow. And, um, and then when I went onto your YouTube page and I had already subscribed to your Facebook page. I, look, I put the two and two together. I said, oh, this is her. <laughs> I was just so shocked and amazed because how I ran into your page, 
I was actually looking for people's commentary about uh, about chaplaincy. Mm. So, um, I was um, accepted into a second doctoral ministry program mm-hmm. in pastoral care and uh, chaplaincy with counseling through the College of Pastoral Supervision and Psychotherapy. Mm. And I ran into your video. And that's what I started listening about your experience uh, in chaplaincy. And so that sort of like inspired me too, because I was always involved in community chaplaincy. Mm-hmm. Former uh, vice president for a uh, nonprofit chaplaincy, community chaplaincy organization. And um, I always wanted to do professional chaplaincy. And so your video had got me intrigued. And so when I when I seen the connection between the YouTube video, the Facebook page, and Instagram, I said, "Oh my goodness, I can't." <laughs> <What> happened? <laughs> oh wow, wow! I was totally shocked. It blew my mind. Yeah, it's definitely blowing my mind. Um, that's awesome, man. My yeah. experience as a chaplain. Woo! I, when I went into chaplain, I had to do it for my MDiv. And I was hesitant. I went into my last last year to do it because I had a problem with death. And, you know, when you have an issue, how to deal with it is head on. And so what God did was he, God put me in a place where I had to deal with death. And I was at St. Joseph, Emory St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. And people, if you walked, you, when you walked in, we walked in with you. And when you walked out, if you was laying down or if you was on your own two feet, we was with you. And so we dealt with a lot of death. I was in and out of the morgue. I was holding people's hand when they died. I was like, oh. Lord, have mercy. And so I went through it during chaplaincy. But the key thing I learned with chaplaincy is self-care, self-love, and be um, the ministry of presence. Sometimes people don't need you to say nothing. They just need you to listen. <laughs> That's what I learned in chaplaincy. Mm, wow. Yes. So, so you pretty much did your MDiv. Mm-hmm. Um, so you feel you did all four of your units? I haven't. I, so I'm contemplating about going back. Um, okay. Because when the, you know, you come in, you, sometimes you, you have life and you have your own plans, right? And so yeah. coming to seminary, my focus was to do it in three years, get into the United Methodist process. And just be a pastor until the day I die. That that's the story. <laughs> that's that's how I saw. Uh-huh. But the MDiv brought some things that I didn't even know existed inside of me. Some some gifts and talents and graces that people needed. That's in me. I, I just so now I'm in this place of do I go into the church? Do I wait? Do I go into the church? Do I, do I wait? And that's just kind of where I am. Um, mm-hmm. The church has rejected me several times already. And so it's like, God, are you telling me to wait? But you keep opening this door. Because uh, okay. that's just where I am. Um, mm-hmm. And that's also what, um, with some of your posts, like you are so like sure about uh, about love. You are so sure about how, how this, to, uh, to make this whole love and this whole agape thing work. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I had that sureness, not just in man relationship but also with God relationship I think I feel a little bit better but I just I'm at this point I usually just whatever door God open I go through it it's usually only one door but in this case oh. it's several <laughs> doors <laughs> it happens like that though it does happen 
Um, what what chaplaincy organization were you affiliated with? Um, ASP. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Uh, uh, the, the ACPE yes, is that one? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, I, I tried to go through that one. At one, well, actually, I didn't try. Actually, that one is a little bit much more stricter. Oh, well, yes, sir. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> out of all the I know, there's the Association of Professional Chaplains, you got the Association of Board Certified Chaplains, right? And you mm-hmm. got the ACPE, mm-hmm. and then you have the the Jewish the Association of Jewish Chaplains, and then you have the College of Pastoral Supervision. The right. CPSP is is it's a different kind of chaplaincy, and it's accredited and recognized. They came out of out of they came out of ACPE. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they branched off from uh, ACPE. They had uh, some situations went on, and they wind up splitting, and so. Just what like the church, that, yeah. Huh? Just like my church, just like the United Methodist Church. You about to split now? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Sexuality. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah, the split. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they have chapters that you can join, Ooh. and you can whatever city that the chapter is at, you join the chapter and you train through a chaplain, or you can go through the other alternative and just take your regular CPE. Okay. You can. You have two doors that you can go through. And you can provide the credentials and the training that you already have, and then you you can apply right off the bat. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. Because what I'm considering right now is a Navy chaplain, a military chaplain. Oh, Oh, wow. I was actually, I was recruited to be a Naval chaplain. So what happened? What happened was that um, I didn't have my certification. No, no. They wanted one unit CPE unit. It was last year. Okay. But the thing about it was that it was my age. Oh. I was a year away from, because they they, they said they was going to take me up between 41 and 42. Right. But I said, no, I was 42 and I was going on 43. They said, oh, well, if you was 41 and under, then we would be able to do it. And I said, oh, wow. Yeah. It is an age you or age out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for me. And so what's stopping me is actually weight. I just had a baby. So if I can ever get the weight down, I, I can go in and, and be good. But the reason why I didn't push that either is I'm not even going to lie to my audience is because I knew we was going to go to war eventually mm-hmm. with the president, with the administration we have. And I really was scared of war. I'm scared of war. And how are you going to be a chaplain and scared? <laughs> so that's the reason why I didn't push it. But but it's it's been on my heart for a long time to be oh, wow. to, to serve my country in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So. Yeah, um, yeah, because um, there are a lot of people who are in, involved in chaplaincy, and they actually, you know, they're being war situations, and they be on the mm-hmm. battlefield like everybody else. <laughs> right, but the key thing about a chaplain and war, you don't get a gun. I know. <laughs> yeah, you don't I like get a gun. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> right, you you gotta you gotta truly trust the people that's serving, uh, in a sense, serving with you because yeah. you don't get a gun. Mm-hmm. So that that piece is interesting all by itself. So I'm still looking at it, but if if I can ever get the weight down, if I can if I, I, I can get to where they want me, I can go. I don't, yeah. I've been playing sports all my life, so I can I can get that mile mile and a half and um, fifty push ups done. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so tell me about the time is now. Oh man, the time is now. It it birthed out of anger. It was birthed out of sadness, and it was birthed out of I'm tired of people saying that women are waiting for things to become to to come to them or women um need to stop um need to be more assertive uh, and stuff like that in in my experience i've i had more people telling me i'm too assertive or mm-hmm. i'm too masculine or i need to i need to be more feminine and then i get to the city it's like you need to be more aggressive i'm like oh my mm-hmm. god i can't win for losing and so wow. the time is now necessary opportunities for women is getting a group of women or getting people together who are women allies and and just try to um, embrace each other and uplift each other have workshops using each other gifts and how how to bring those gifts and teach somebody else or enhance each other gifts you know and read you know there's a lot of books out there by women that's not supported um, even when you think about the Black Lives Matter, yeah. when you think about Tori, Tori uh, what's the little boy that got shot by the cops? He was like 12 years old. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot the name. I know who you're talking about. Tyrese. I think his name is Tyrese. But they never talk about his sister. His sister was there. Mm-hmm. And so and stuff like that, people, we don't, we're always missing the women or the girls in the situation. And we do focus on the men, even though our black men are still under spoken for. But the black woman is always unspoken for, and so that that's 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 the time right now. Necessary opportunities for women is mm-hmm. right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, uh, I, I um I, I enjoy you know pretty much what you're saying about it. You know, because I, I believe that women should be empowered, and people have to understand you know that the time is now. And that there are so many important issues that are out here that needs to be addressed. And so yes. um, I, I thank you for, um, you know, for just explaining and giving us um, a, a review of your organization and what you're doing uh, for it, you know, especially for, for women, period. Right. You know? um, so I, I champion women. I, I find that many women um, are pretty much going unnoticed. Um, and they're on the front lines a lot, you know, especially for us black men. Right. You know, we're not giving, you know, pretty much our women enough credit for the things that they can do. I was just recently uh, reading an article. Um, it was two separate articles. One was with Michelle Obama um, and about Barack Obama. And it was about, you know, if you want to be successful, get you somebody that um, it was like if you have to have a, a partner in your life that can get you like to where you're going. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, that was just so remarkable because there's always a black woman behind every black man. That's great. Right. You know? There right. could be no Martin Luther King without a Coretta Scott King. Exactly. Martin Luther King, when he was the first get involved when he was first elected to be the front runner to lead the boycott he came back to credit scott king mm-hmm. um yeah he came back to credit scott king his wife and asked her you know um how do you feel about me being part 
of this movement. And um, I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that um, do what God has called you to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so she, she, she had his support all the way because that was his calling. And mm-hmm. she was going to support him. You know, um, Michelle Obama seen potential in uh, um, Obama. Right. You know, he didn't have everything. Both of them were in school during the time. She seen his potential. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the time is now. And uh, I, I commend you for what you were doing. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about Agape. Why, why Agape? Oh, wow. Um, well, it, it's like this. Um, uh, I, I chose Agape simply because I was single. Uh, well, I am single, not was. <laughs> uh, let's start from the beginning, though. When I first started, I started this organization back like six years ago, actually. Um, actually, it wasn't a registered business. We were just an online Facebook group, social media group. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get people to network with one another. You know, I wanted people to meet each other. I wanted Black men and Black women to come together and network together. Not necessarily for relationships, but I, I sort of like visualize them coming together, singles coming together, just fellowshipping. And if they happen to get married, they will find their potential spouse or their potential mate, you know? Mm-hmm. We had several marriages, um, which blew my mind. Wow. I was just so amazed about that because uh, this was a ministry um, that I had started, you know, it was founded in 2014, you know, and since its inception, uh, many relationships have been forged and even uh, some marriages. So I just wanted to create a safe place for Christian singles to meet, you know, just to learn and grow from one another without the pressures that generally come with a singles group, you know, because there are a lot of singles groups out there that are not necessarily Christian, mm-hmm. uh, or they'll say they're Christian, but they're not following through. Right. And so um, it, has, it has now been transformed to a group where Black Christian singles can not only just meet, but network. And so we have expanded to include couples as well. So we have singles and we have couples. So we just basically just talk about relationships. Um, we have membership benefits. You can actually become a member of our network. We have uh, fellowship with members. Uh, you can fellowship with members in a network. Um, you have uh, the ability to network and connect with other members via social media. Uh, our member features is that uh, you have the opportunity to be featured member all across Agape platforms. Um, you could be a participant uh, or a listener and with our blogs and our weapon webinars because uh, it could be like a financial uh, webinar, or it could be one based on relationships or whatever. Wow. And so um, we're going to be having like, we had a few trips already. We had a trip out to uh, Washington, D.C., uh, where we met at the National African American Museum. Mm-hmm. We met in New York, and we met a few other places throughout the years as well. Uh, uh, even some of the member members have also organized their own meet and greets. Oh. And so we do that too. We, we are a black single Christian network and black single Christian and couples network that meet and greet in various places. So our members actually meet and greet on their own as well. 
Wow. You know, on on, uh, on the behalf of the organization. Uh, say it again. On behalf of the organization. Yes. Yes. Wow. That is yep. awesome. Yeah, we have life coaching, mentorship, and uh, and travel. We haven't really uh done so much travel overseas, and right now uh, we was going to plan a cruise. But uh, I guess there are a lot of members who haven't really got themselves really involved into doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're looking to do trips and stuff like that in the future as well. So that's what Agape Love is. Network is. You know, we call ourselves Agape uh, uh, simply because uh, Agape is a Greek word, you know, for love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and love is the most powerful, the most intimate weapon in the whole entire universe. You right. know, the greatest love was when God uh, sent his son, you know, where, you know, Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead, who God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That was the greatest gift of love that God had given to mankind. And so we can't understand the love on that highest form, but we recognize that love is very powerful and that we should be able to use love when we're connecting with other people, you know? So that's why we call ourselves Agape Love. And we also want to network with other people, you know, um, you know, within the organization. So we are registered in the state of New Jersey. Okay. And so that's what Agape Love is about. Okay. That's awesome. So do y'all have any, well, I was going to ask, do y'all have any workshops coming up? But, you know, this whole virus thing kind of, uh, you know what? We, we were supposed to do a panel discussion and we were supposed to have done a game night. Um, uh, we're on Facebook also. Um, you can check our uh, group, Agape Love Black Christian Singles. We have a couple. The couples group is kind of, um, the couples group is not really that much active, but, you know, people are uh, welcome to join that specific group. But we also, I also let, uh, let some of the uh, couples come in the singles group as well. You okay. know, as long as they just notice their their place, <laughs> right? You know, I would bring like trustworthy people in there because I don't want too many couples coming in there because temptation runs wild. You know, yes. but it's a Christian group and we all you know try to be civilized. We still human. We still human. Huh? I said we still human. Oh uh, yeah, right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. But, yeah. So, but that's so, cool. um, I, I don't know if I follow you on. Facebook yet, um, so I will make it a after this call, um, uh, conversation. I will make sure I go out and it, it's still Agape Love Network LLC on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's Agape Love Network LLC. Okay, I make sure I go look yeah. that up. Now we have the page, the official page, and we also have our group pages. So it's two group pages and the official page. Okay, okay. All right, that sounds amazing, man. It sounds like you're really doing good, good stuff. Um. My vision for the Now Network is to um, to do, I do workshops like one-on-one. I do the coaching one-on-one with younger women. Um, but I want to be able to do a, uh, a conference where I get other successful women or women that's been through some stuff to come mm. and tell their story. Um, and I was a part of this church in Alabama where, mm-hmm. where everything was woman. The, the choir yeah. was led by women. Some the women who sung, mm. the guitars was a woman. The drummers wow. was a woman. And I was like, I wow. love that. That was empowerment for the woman. Um, I want to be able to do that. And I'm in Atlanta. 
and it sh- it seemed like it should be easy, <laughs> but everybody mm-hmm. is doing everything in Atlanta, right? Um, yeah. So I got to be able to find those people or find that church that needs someone or needs some type of ministry in that way and um, and link up with them. And so that's what 2020 is supposed to be about. But I might have to like taper it for this. Just depends on what this virus do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's my goal yeah. for 2020. Mm. It, it, it really slowed us down a lot too because um, we at members of our staff we had um, uh, we had a funeral to go to, and so and then the coronavirus had came around, and then we were just like, oh wow, we had to, you know, so we had to put everything on pause, and we really don't know um, how long this is going to last. So all of our planning of events have been pretty much postponed right. until further notice. You know, so um, once we um, once this is over with, then we could try to make some plans, you know, because I don't like trying to plan something and it'll fall apart later on because we don't have a definite date of when it's going to be over. Right. That's exactly how I feel. Um, yeah. But then, I, you know, I work with a lot of churches. So on the, so on the other side of the Now Network, you have Poetry Girl LLC. And Portugal LLC is it will be the for-profit organization that feeds into um, the Now Network. But we oh, wow, okay. we design websites for churches, nonprofits, and um, institutes. And um, I'm teaching churches, especially the rural churches or churches who pastors aren't technology savvy, how to use social media and be effective in those in that field oh you know how Mm. powerful facebook is you know how powerful social media and and having a website is but a lot of our churches are still got a horse and buggy (laughs) mentality Mm -hmm. and so my job at portrait llc is to help them and so i'm hoping um with uh, yeah i'm hoping with the teaching tool that 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 will also eventually feed in feed back into (laughs) The now network by by teaching these pastors the importance of the the, the social media. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our churches shouldn't die because of the coronavirus. Our churches should be <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Our churches should be growing. So you got so many unbelievers that's on Facebook. Now we shouldn't be trying to figure out how to do it. We should have already knew how to do it. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, we have some that are struggling, and we just need more people that's willing to help those institutes to get caught up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, you know, it's very interesting, too, because um, uh, if I could just have just a minute just to talk about this just a little bit. Okay. uh, Because um, when I went to seminary, um, the seminary that I had went to, I've I've been to like like three or four different Bible schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to uh, Bible institutes, Bible schools, divinity schools seminary and one of the seminaries that I had went to they've been doing distant education for years for a long period going back into like the 80s wow and so back then even during that time you know I wasn't going back then I ain't that (laughs) (laughs) but um a lot of in the education field people thought that they were saying that online education or distant education. Matter of fact, prior to online education, it was distant education. And they were scoffing at it. They were saying, oh no, 
why would you be getting your yep. degree online yep. and, or, mm-hmm. or distant education? And they thought it was just the, um, the silliest thing and they thought it was fake, you know. And so, but not all online distant education um, right. is equivalent. Uh, so now, colleges and universities that didn't do it, they were scrambling. They were literally scrambling, changing their educational platforms, their mm. online video mm-hmm. formats and stuff like that so they can have students come on because Which they wouldn't do it. Which is interesting. Yeah, I just, I guess, I, because I grew up in it, I guess. Well, I've I seen a whole website. Yeah, I seen uh. a whole website change overnight because they didn't offer online distance education. Wow. So they had to think about that. <laughs> you know, the, the ones that were already prepared, they were already doing it. So it didn't right. affect them. But I wonder, I know? wonder what was the thinking there. The I tip. wonder why they think because I I went to well, I got I got my MDiv from the Interdenominational Theological Center slash Gammon Theological Seminary. Yeah. Oh, I and, love them. I heard, yeah. When mm-hmm. I first got there, they was like, Yeah, online learning isn't that great. Uh, you should want to be in the classroom. I'm not tech savvy and stuff like that. But I'm like, everything we do is a computer now. And um, I don't get, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I'm also a person with a learning difference. And so online helps me better because I can't sit there for two hours and listen to no teacher. I just can't. I, my attention is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can sit in my room and read and then go maybe listen to a YouTube clip, I need all, I need all of that, and so for me, yeah. online learning, online um, teaching is very very important. So I wonder. I guess they just only cared about those mm-hmm. people who can sit in the classroom, take notes, and ask questions. Um, you know what? Uh, this is what I got from even even from some people who were leaders in seminaries in colleges was that they didn't think that you can get so everybody learns different. And they don't think that you can get enough education by just doing online because of interaction, um, because of the physical interaction, you know, where you have that one-on-one attention. Now, I believe that people learn differently. I'm more of an independent person, small class size. I can do both. Uh, but however, the only issue that I had was when I was doing this in education was that um, there were certain things that I couldn't understand, and I was always trying to get in contact with the professor mm-hmm. or the school to try to get a clear understanding about certain things, and it would take right. time for them to get back, you know. So that's the only issue that I had, and I really need that one-on-one so I can see face-to-face what, what they're trying to show me that's on paper or online, you know. So I think that's the only difference. But I, I know that a lot of pastors didn't believe in doing that because they say that online um, services weren't biblical. It wasn't uh, Christian. Now all of them were rushing to uh, Facebook. They were rushing to the conference calls. And some of them didn't right. know how to do it. <laughs> and so and many of them are not well prepared because they still haven't posted up on uh, Facebook or any of the social media outlets or conference calls because they don't know how to use it and they don't got younger people to show them. 
So I guess they're the ones who are actually behind and lacking and probably not having service right. at all. And I, I, did, I don't like that. And, and then even even you, when you said that um, they didn't know how, I think about my old people, right? <laughs> Our old people really, really don't know how. And our churches mm-hmm. are mostly made up of what? Older yeah. people, like 60, 70, 80 years old. And we know Mine they don't. Too. Well, not all, but some of them don't know how to use Facebook or don't want to be on Facebook. And this time is forcing them to, to, to be on Facebook and be on, be on Zoom or go, go to meeting or whatever platform the churches are using. Um, so we are just in a, a just a weird time, and 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 I hope and pray that we can still stay connected. And for me, and with your network too, mm-hmm. Agape, that 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 is a strong type of love. And I I always had an issue with loving, and I've always wanted to be able to have that type of connection or that type of, you know, that's that's the type of love that I, I I'm striving to get to. So that's another reason why I. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued about about your uh, organization, just the word agape, and then y'all are living into it by networking and being around people. So, yeah, I think y'all doing some good stuff. Yeah, and, and you know what? We're, we're still a work in progress because we're actually new. Uh, we've been, like I said, we was on social media for about six years, but we le- I legally turned this into a ministry last year, August, where I registered the organization. And so getting the notes and bolts of trying to make sense of the organization is what we're still doing. You know, we're still learning and learning, me learning how to do business is something new. I, I've gone to business school through, a, uh, through Rutgers uh, University uh, in partnership with the Prudential Young Entrepreneurs uh, Business Training Program, where you receive a certificate in business. Um, so I learned how to start up a business, but it's been, it's been sort of like years back around 2005, between 2005 and 2006 was when I went to Rutgers, uh, uh, to do business training. And so it's been many years. So a lot of that mm. knowledge had left my system. So me doing ministry and business mm. is kind of foreign. Right. I can do ministry all day. But business was something totally different. And I said, man, this is no joke. And then social media is a whole nother beast. You know, because people were successful at doing business. And the marketing back then is not the marketing now. Yeah, right? (laughs) So I'm trying to fuse all of them together. And then uh, to have a financial background. Um, you have to have that as well, or you have to have somebody in your team that's really good with finances, you know, and I'm not great at that. So you have to have somebody right. in your team that's really good with budgeting. Um, I have a life coach. Um, I have a, uh, a, a person who is very well with finances. Her name is Keisha Natalie Cole. Uh, she really does the social media. Um, I actually do majority of the social media, but she does a lot of social media as well. You know, she posts a lot of live videos. She puts out flyers and stuff sometimes as well. So she's good in those specific areas. Um, I have uh, someone as our event coordinator. And I also uh, have a secretary, a treasurer, a secretary. And I'm just now adding on uh, a very, very close friend of mine from King Movement. Um, uh, 
King Movement is actually founded and created by Chris Broussard. Uh, it's a a, a, a a men's organization for men of color. Anyone can join, though. It's open uh, to other people as well. And so um, with this organization, um, many men collaborate together and fellowship as Christians, you know, and we're there to support one another, the women in their lives, um, brotherhood and things of that nature. And so I brought my friend uh, Al on because he's very, very good um, uh, with a lot of marketing as well. He's good with the business side. He has a, a shirt that's put out. I'm not sure if you have seen it uh, throughout Instagram, social media, Black Women Are Dope. Um, what is he's it called part again? of our organization. Uh, I just uh, Black Women Black Are Dope or dope. Black Love I'm Is Dope. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, it'll be Mr. Al Hardy, um, or Al Hardy. Uh, he's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, remarkable brother. So I just now added him part of our team. And so uh, we, we have people that's in place. Um, so throughout this year and the next year, once we get the planning of our events back up on the ground again, uh, you're more than welcome okay. to come you know, to any of, of our events, you know. I'm in Atlanta. Right where now. are you located? I'm in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. For now, yeah, you said for that now. earlier, we'll yes. Couple, I got a couple things balling. I could be in North Carolina, Alabama, or I could be in South Carolina to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, um, oh, okay. All right. And, and that's what we, I, I was going to be in oh, North Carolina yesterday. North Carolina. <laughs> but, but our, our conference. Yeah. Yeah, our conference was canceled. Canceled. My, my family's from so. North Carolina. Um, <laughs> oh, what part? Okay, mine is two. Yeah, uh, oh, Raleigh uh, and Rafe. I have met before. Um, so I'm from Maxson. Yes, I have some in Maxson, North awesome. Carolina. Larnberg, Maxson area. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know but, too much yep, about that area. North Carolina though. is home. So. Yeah. Wow, this is a small oh, world. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so we can probably do some things. But I was going to ask, which with all the people you have in your organization, are they volunteer-based or are they paid? Uh, well, actually, um, no, are you like, talking about like your, your paid coach, memberships? Like your secretary, like all the people that got titles in the, in the Agape net Network. Are they paid or are they volunteers? Okay. Uh, we're, we're all volunteers, you know, um, but we, we're looking, you know, for ways to where we could in the future, okay. you know, because we're a startup right now. And so in a startup, you really don't, you right, know, you right. don't got a lot of that coming in. And so you find yourself putting it out more yes. than you're actually getting in return. So we're, we're trying to fill our ways uh, in uh, the membership. You know, we do have a paid membership, but right now we're going to have the membership to be free where members can actually come on, uh, you know, for free membership. And once you sign on, you'll, uh, you'll just get the membership, you know, to, to just be okay. a member and network with Man, other that people. That sounds awesome. I, I wish you luck. And I can't wait for us to talk again so that we can dig into some converse, some real conversation about oh, sure. love and women love different than men and uh, vice versa like there's some there's some 
Facebook stuff that's been yeah. going like people are at home ain't got nothing to do but to post. So I've been seeing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I can't wait for us to just dig in and start yeah. having conversation. Oh, definitely. And and I'll have you on the Agape uh Love Network uh Oh, that's uh, awesome. podcast I'm as well. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope you stay tuned to the next episode.